0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. I'm John, I got Will here with me. You may have noticed that we're turning out more episodes than usual lately. We're thinking that since there has already been a lot of content in the NBA so far, we're probably going to do the podcast twice a week whenever things are really going in the NBA. And this week... A lot has been going on, wouldn't you say, Will? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree.
1: Um, before the podcast started, I tried very, very diligently to trade John for a bag of potato chips. But unfortunately, Phil Jackson is no longer the GM of the mix, <laughs> and you're stuck with John Lugo on the pod. You can't get rid of
0: me. You either pay me or cut me. You can't get rid of me.
1: <laughs> so with Carmelo... John Lugo on the pod with that in mind um, do you want to start with the riveting first few days of the Rockets and Spurs seasons or do you want to play a funeral dirge for our white homeboy with the slick back hair (laughs) Gordon I no longer have a functioning right leg Hayward
0: oh man yeah let's do Gordon Hayward I wish Uh, I I... wouldn't do Gordon Hayward anymore he can't even (laughs) fucking walk man (laughs) It's really mean. (laughs) I wish I had pulled up that Paul Walker song, See You Again, (laughs) to talk about this. because It's a Wiz Khalifa song
1: (laughs) that they used in a movie about Paul Walker dying. It's not a Paul Walker song. It's for sure a Paul Walker song. It would be meta as fuck if they played a Paul Walker song (laughs) during an in memoriam.
0: Am I saying that word right? Isn't it memoriam? Memoriam, I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I talk for a living, but I'm not well, apparently. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about Gordon Hayward. And First, can we talk about how Kyrie Irving, the uh, other new Celtic, tried to throw him a 40-foot alley-oop while he was flanked by
0: LeBron? <laughs> what the fuck was he thinking? I mean, this <clears> seems <throat> like like just... First game jitters, first game flexing. You got Kyrie and Hayward, two of the biggest acquisitions over the summer, and they wanted to, you know, put on a show. Get it going right out the gates. Unfortunately, with only, it was only about six minutes into the first quarter.
1: Yeah, six minutes into the game, John and I had just ordered Korean fried chicken. Um, it was like... <laughs> on the way and we were hotly anticipating it i was looking at twitter because the game was uh, honestly kind of stayed and boring at that point um and then we heard like a popping noise and then john saw hayward go down and then the cameraman oh that son of a bitch the cameraman <laughs> <laughs> or the producer or whoever it was they zoomed right in on old gordy hayward's leg i mean I-, I mean it was mangled
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they even registered how awful it looked because that's a typical zoom-in that people usually do, The the cameramen typically do whenever a player is on the floor. But it's like you first notice, because no one was expecting to see his foot completely disfigured. You You first see that Hayward is on the floor... And then you take a look at his leg and realize it's bent in a, in a way that it should not be bent at all.
1: Yeah, at first, like, legitimately, whenever I saw it, I thought that his shoe had come off.
0: Yeah, me too. And that
1: his foot was just, like, sticking out weird because his shoe had started to come off. And then I realized that that was his ankle. Which, uh, to give you guys the full, like, uh, doctor's report here, but yeah, on my doctor cap, uh, <laughs> my stethoscope... Uh, Gordon Hayward uh, dislocated his ankle, which sounds not as bad as breaking it, but in the terms of your ankle, it's much worse because it involves ripping all the tendons and ligaments. Yeah, when they, it's your ankle. When they
0: said dislocate, <laughs> he really dislocated that ankle. Yeah, because uh, it wasn't
1: on the spot where it was supposed to be anymore, and he also fractured his tibia, also, which he, is ba- which would be a bad enough basketball injury. Without the other fucked up foot and ankle part now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so he... uh, The play happened, yeah, as Will said, it was an alley-oop that Kyrie tried throwing to Gordon Hayward. He couldn't get it, and then as he came down, it looked like his leg buckled underneath him, and then he fell on top of it. It reminded me a lot of the Sean Livingston injury from a few years ago that it... uh, I don't think it's going to be as... uh, it wasn't as horrific as a Sean Livingston injury because Sean Livingston needed like three years to like recover from that, and it seems like Gordon Hayward will be okay, but he's most likely gonna have to miss this whole season. Yeah, and the like the reaction shots of when it's happened from the benches, like
1: immediately everyone knew that it was it was fucked.
0: And yeah. LeBron
1: went and talked to him in halftime, and it was very awkward, like finishing to the first half because the crowd was completely dead, obviously.
0: It was such a depressing way to start the year.
1: Yeah, like, I didn't want my, my Dak and Bop anymore, <laughs> which was very good. Dak and Bop, sponsor us, please. It is really, please. they do have really
0: good fried chicken.
1: Um, So the, like, long-term implications of this is Gordon Hayward over the summer signed a four-year, $128 million contract with the Celtics, which means that he's getting paid $32 million a year. So this year they're going to pay him, or... Better yet, an insurance company is probably going to pay them $32 million this year. Yeah. Because that's how it works in the NBA. The contracts are insured, which is why Amari Stoudemire's deal with the Knicks was so bad, because no one would insure it for the full value, and they signed him anyway. But So they owe Hayward $32 million this year. Hopefully it's like a one-year injury, but where does this leave the Celtics for this season, John? What, we thought that they might be first or second, or I thought
0: third in the East, but where are they at now? What do you think? Um, I mean, they're definitely not anywhere close to that anymore. I still would confidently pick them to make the playoffs probably between like a six to, a six through eight seed maybe I don't know um I think they're right. I think they're still in that same group of teens, but instead of at the top of that group they're now at the bottom of it so it's probably gonna be like, I don't know, like Cavs, Wizards, Raptors, Bucks, and then after that, maybe the Celtics are in there. Yeah,
1: um, so they had some really encouraging stuff on their first game. I don't know so much about their second game. I didn't watch it because it was boring. Uh, But their first game, Jalen Brown looked really good, and Jason Tatum in the second half only. In the first half, Jason Tatum looked terrible. He looked like a a very shook rookie. But in the second half, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum looked really good. Which, in order for them to even be competitive, I think is going to have to continue to be the case. But the Celtics ended up losing on opening night. Uh, Kyrie tried to hit a three over LeBron to win the game. He missed it. They lost by one in the game, in which they were down by 18 points at one point. And then they went ahead and lost again last night. So they're starting off in a hole.
0: Yeah, and um, they have one thing that they that was already an issue was their depth because they traded or lost a lot of pieces in order to get Kyrie and Hayward. And now that Hayward is out, they don't have a whole lot to make up for, for that loss. They have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but the bench doesn't look that great. I mean, behind Jalen Brown is going to be their rookie semi Ojele, Uh, the, They'll have Marcus Morris back to back up at power forward. Their guards do not look good at all. I mean, you have Irving and Smart to to start, and then their backups are Terry Rozier and Shane Larkin. Whew. They're going to have to... I mean, in cases like this, teams can apply for an injury exception, which means that they basically get another mid-level exception to sign players. But, uh, I, but I don't know who is the best guard on the market right now. I mean, It's not going to be anybody good. Yeah, they're going to have to... Yeah, it's going to be an old veteran. Or maybe they can... I don't know. I, they could probably get Rodney Stuckey
1: or Monta Ellis. I was something. about to say Monte Ellis. But they're <laughs> Nothing not gonna, good. They're not gonna Nothing anyone
0: that. wants. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's going to end up being an old veteran like Mike Dunleavy or something. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... God, yeah, that... I mean...
1: I think uh, John is considerably higher on the Celtics after this than I am. I don't... I, I think that even in a bad Eastern Conference that this... That at best they can make the eighth seed now. I just don't think they have the depth. They're one more injury away from having, like, a fucking terrible seven-man rotation. Because they already had to start Tatum with Hayward healthy. They had to start a rookie. And they had to start a second-year guy with Hayward perfectly healthy. I just... I don't don't know. Brad Stevens is supposedly one of the best coaches in the NBA and all this stuff. But I remember those Kyrie years before LeBron got there, and he's not really good at being the best guy on a basketball team.
0: I mean... He has... Better talent around him now. I mean, he's he's the clear-cut number one guy now, and I I don't know. I think having players like Al Horford and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. I mean, that's that's better than Anthony Bennett and like <laughs> fat, yeah, fat Dion Waiters and yeah
1: like, yeah yeah. I mean. I understand that that's probably not the world's best comparison, because at this point, Kyrie Irving has won a championship. But
0: He's yeah. getting exactly what he wants. He wanted to be the leader of a team, and now he's undisputedly the leader of the team.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I just think that that's a negative. But th- they might only need like 35 wins to make the playoffs, so with that in mind, they might be fine. Um, uh, should we consider... Oh, you got you got another point. Uh, were, were you gonna move on, or I was gonna? I said consider instead of "continue." <laughs> um, I was gonna keep on trucking down energy. Uh, God damn it! In injury avenue, I gotta quit with the wordplay <laughs> to get <laughs> okay, to uh, hit some more stops. Do we want to go to Chicago? Do we want to go to Brooklyn, or do we want uh, oh, to go to Oakland
0: with the Celtics? Um, you said that they're at best an A seed, so right now. Uh, is is there any just is there any dispute to the top four being Cleveland, Wizards, Milwaukee, and Raptors? No, because uh, the Heat started the season poorly. So, right, right the, the Hornets did too. So you would pick. So you think the Heat are going to finish ahead of the Celtics now? Yeah, you yeah, think yeah. that the Hornets will finish ahead
1: of them? Uh if Batum is out for eight weeks instead of 12 weeks, yeah, if he's out for 12 weeks, then I have no idea if they're going to be able to win basketball games long enough.
0: Are the Sixers going to finish ahead of them?
1: I don't know. I really liked what I saw of the Sixers yesterday, <laughs> but they let up at the end. They had them right where they wanted them, and they were who they thought they were, and we let <laughs> them off the hook.
0: They, <laughs> they, they really did he good. didn't dream the Warriors, I mean the Wizards. They were They were good. They were, really, good, they were good. I mean, Joel Embiid was Joel Embiid, and I really, I really really liked Ben Simmons. And uh, but Marco
1: Foltz does suck. Like
0: Foltz, I, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I, I like what I saw out of him. He needs work, but he showed signs of being a really good player.
1: I agree. I just, I hope for the sake of whoever made the decision to draft him, I guess it was Brian Colangelo. I guess so. That, like, Lonzo Ball isn't as good as everyone wants him to because if he's good, and then Jason Tatum is good, and then Josh Jackson, who the, the, the Suns, we might not talk about it, so I'll just mention it now. The Suns lost an opening night by 48 points. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're beyond Oh my long. god.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're challenging Chicago.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anywho, um, I just, I think that Fultz, at least so far, two games in, or one game in for them, looked kind of bad. And his free throws were... Like even worse than I had heard.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing with his jump shot, but every everything else, I liked everything else. His <laughs> his jump shot is fucking ugly, but I liked everything else about his game.
1: I mean, but at the same time, someone from the 76 Sixers still might win Rookie of the Year because Ben Simmons looked like a goddamn man yesterday.
0: Ben Simmons, <laughs> he is doesn't good. look like
1: he should be allowed to move that quickly and be that big. Yeah, Ben <laughs>
0: Simmons is is gonna be pretty is gonna be pretty
1: good. But I. I don't know if you, I would say that the Sixers have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Celtics now, just because they have dude, The Celtics have dudes like Al Orford and Marcus Smart, and they have like a certain level of toughness and mental toughness. Yeah, that I think that the Sixers are going to really struggle for because they have two veterans, and one of them is JJ Redick, who's uh, been on two of the bigger choke job playoff teams of all time, and the other one is Amir Johnson, who got above the rim yesterday which I didn't think his old creaky ass could do at this point in his career. (laughs) But he threw some dunks down yesterday. Um, J.G. Reddick looks like a white supremacist with his hair this year, which is troubling to me
0: in these (laughs) dark, dark times that we're living in. It, which is pretty hurtful, because, I mean, he, he, he's a good guy. He, he is a good guy, he had all a good, accounts. He had a really good podcast.
1: But, I mean, he did go to Duke, so he could just be a secret white supremacist
0: all the time. <laughs> okay, okay, now let's move on now. Um, so, the, we
1: want to take the train to Chicago?
0: Yeah, let's take it to Chicago. <laughs>
1: Alright! This one's gonna knock you out when you hear the news, Apparently. Two Chicago Bulls, one of them who we predicted to have a good fantasy season. The other one, whose last name is the same of a former famous football player, got into a fight at practice. John, give us a scoop.
0: Um, Apparently uh, Nikola Mirotic and Bobby Portis, I guess, have never been friends at all, like remotely friends in the time that they've been on the Bulls together supposedly they haven't liked each other for a while and they got into a practice scuffle that supposedly Miritich instigated and it ended with him getting punched in the face and getting some bones broken and now he's out four to six weeks and the team has suspended Bobby Portis for eight games.
1: Yeah so there a lot of people were suggesting that they should just cut Bobby Portis and then I saw some other less wild people saying that you can't punish Bobby Portis more than you'd punish your best player on your team, and there's no way you'd waive your best player. So eight games sounds about right. I think he probably should have gotten, like, 15 games for breaking a teammate who's, like, your best player. He broke the best player's eye. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, it's... it, Like, why? It, It doesn't make any sense at all, like... The funniest thing
1: surrounding it is that somebody brought up that in the early 2000s, Zebo broke Reuben Patterson's eye and only got suspended two games by the Trailblazers.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, probably because that. they were
1: too afraid to suspend him for more games.
0: Maybe. <laughs> but I mean... uh,
1: apparently Bobby Portis, I mean, throws a good punch. Uh, I've always wanted to hit Nikola Miritich, and I never <laughs> even had to hear him talk before. So,
0: <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's yeah I felt like he should have been suspended more fifteen to twenty sounds better to me I mean um I mean it it I know they're not trying to win games this year, but I mean it's it, this isn't their way to go about losing games either like yeah and so now
1: for at least the first eight games, they're without probably two of their best five players. Yeah, I mean... I they, don't think Fortis is particularly good, but their team is fucking garbage, so... Yeah, I mean, they, difficult.
0: they already did not have that much talent. They didn't have much leadership. Like, it's just... It's... It doesn't make... They're just lost now. Like, I don't understand it. It's, yeah, so it'll be good for tanking. It's just sad.
1: They are uh, absolutely under no circumstances will I watch a single minute of the Chicago Bulls game. Status for League Pass. Like, I won't watch the Rockets play them, I won't watch the Spurs play them, I won't watch them at all, they're fucking a black hole of a team. Moving on from that black hole to a team that was gonna be an exciting League Pass team to watch. John, pour one out for our dreadlocked friend, Harvard alum, Jeremy Lin.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Lin, uh... That was another really ugly injury to watch because it wasn't as gruesome as Gordon Hayward but just the look on his face you could tell that he knew that it was a really really bad injury and it and it evidently it was because he's out for the year now with a ruptured patella tendon. Yeah, so he he made a
1: layup, like a weird layup in traffic, landed out of bounds and then like he like got up like into like a sit-up position like there's a camera like right in his face and he's like he says i'm done then he slaps the floor and says i'm done again and then he's like in tears weeping immediately
0: slamming the floor yeah it was
1: (laughs) it was heartbreaking to watch
0: yeah i mean i i mean this this is good news for at least Cleveland, since they have the Brooklyn uh, yeah, I was pick.
1: Say, I, I, I thought John was going to make a, a draft pick mistake and think it was good for the Nets, but no, no, he, he got it. It's good for Cleveland, Yeah, who got that pick from the Celtics, Yeah, who could use it now because of Hayward's injury. Yep. <laughs> so,
0: Both of the worst injuries <laughs> happened to teams who owned one of the best picks in next year's draft. Yeah. Um, it sucks for Jeremy Lin.
1: Apparently, he was really, really excited about... The Nets prospects. They D'Angelo Russell looked really good in his debut for the Nets, and the Nets lost that game. I think by one. I it was a close game, but it's really sad way for Jeremy Lin's season to end. But he was not going to top calling Kenyon Martin out for his hypocrisy <laughs> <laughs> by suggesting that it was the same for him to have dreadlocks as it was for Kenyon Martin to culturally appropriate by having Chinese character tattoos. <laughs> yeah. And you're never scaling a mountain that high again. Lin Sanity, then that, then anything else he does in his entire life.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Brooklyn obviously was not going to do anything worthwhile this year. They were going to be fun. They have some nice young players, and I thought Jeremy Lin could be a really good leader on the floor for them. But, I mean... That's just the way it goes. Yeah, tough stuff.
1: Um, where do we want to go from here?
0: Yeah, I'm too depressed by this. Let's talk about the Rockets <laughs> and Spurs now.
1: Alright, do you want to get your Spurs bullshit out of the way or should we go right for the Rockets?
0: <sighs> Let's go with the Rockets.
1: Alright, so the Rockets! Woo! Um, Chris Ball's already injured. <laughs> <laughs> That's not depressing to me, though, um, because it's not a serious injury. Chris Ball... Uh, played in the first game, which I'll get to in a second. I just want to hold that deeply against my chest like it's a, a very warm gift. Um, he didn't play in the second game against the Kings, and it's rumored that he won't play in the Rockets' home opener Saturday against the Mavericks either with a bone bruise in his knee. I think it's more of a whiny old man bruise because in the Rockets' opening night victory over the Golden State Warriors... Chris Paul limped around and whined like a cranky old man for the entire game. Um, the Rockets won that game 122-121. to 121. When I first saw the score, it said that the Rockets lost. And then they magically won, and that happened because Kevin Durant made a shot at the buzzer. Not before the buzzer, at the buzzer. He didn't shoot the shot until after the buzzer gone off. Rockets won. They won behind a fucking amazing fourth-quarter stretch where they outscored the Warriors by 14 points, and that was mostly because down the stretch they played a lineup of Eric Gordon, Harden, Trevor Riza, PJ, Big Body Tucker, and Luke Mute, which is like a hardcore lineup, as you could ever get. Tucker and Mute went 6-for-9 from 3, and Eric Gordon missed all of his threes... And in some kind of display that harkens back to his early days with the Clippers, scored 24 points anyway. John, what did you think of the Rockets' opening night victory?
0: It was alright. <laughs> <laughs> it was alright, he says. Um, they took I think they took it way more seriously than the Warriors did. They only, they only played how dare you? <laughs> they only used three bench players. He's already <laughs> DJ
1: Joker to- counts as 2 though cuz he's really bad.
0: <laughs> Dantoni already went with his deep playoff lineup and the Warriors were uh without Iguodala and Draymond Green did not play in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they were still tweaking some rotation stuff.
1: Yeah, they, uh, they they played know, Jordan Bell.
0: They know now not to let Jordan Bell Jordan Bell guard guard shooting guards anymore. So. Yeah,
1: Jordan Bell uh, started the game hot. I think he made a basket right away in the game, and then uh, like a minute later, he was guarding Eric Gordon, and I guess he's like seen Eric Gordon play before, so he played like a step off of him, assuming that Gordon was gonna jack up a wild three, and then Gordon just blew past him. For a layup, and then five minutes later, Harden did the same thing, and they just abused him over and over again in the game. Who was the best player for the Warriors, though, John? It'll surprise you at home, folks.
0: Who would you say that would be?
1: Nick Young, man. <laughs> Nick Young, Swaggy P himself. This tells you about the uh, Warriors' level of interest and the seriousness of the opening night game that Nick Young was their best player, but he scored 24 points on 8 of 9 three-point shooting.
0: Yeah, he was extremely hot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to happen again. But I did sign him in fantasy because Jeremy Lin got injured.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's that. But, um, no, I mean, uh, the Rockets (coughs) have looked really good so far. I mean, obviously you can't complain with what they've done, beat the Warriors. Last night they squeaked by the Kings, but, I mean, those types of games are going to happen in the regular season. Yeah,
1: back-to-back to open the season on the west coast is kind of a shitty way to start the season (laughs) so i was just glad that they pulled out they won by five apparently De'Aaron fox looked really great it was the second night of a back-to-back and i'm a teacher i did not stay up (laughs) until midnight to watch the second game
0: yeah De'Aaron fox was good he had like 14 and five um but uh yeah so uh the rockets sitting at a pretty 2-0 they're they're team in the league john sure and then um but yeah so we're gonna if we're gonna see them on saturday against dallas oh yeah we're gonna opener.
1: attend that basketball game with friends of the pod eric Kano and our boy mo
0: <laughs> so yeah we're gonna see dennis smith and the mavs Dennis playing in who, that hardwood. Yeah, Dennis Smith, who had another, who had a really, really good debut game against who was it? Atlanta, I think. In yeah. a loss, somehow the Hawks won their opening game. Yeah, but Dennis Smith had like seventeen and ten or something like that. Yeah, I just saw that Dennis
1: Schroeder scored like twenty five points or something.
0: Oh yeah, he has the absolute green light. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there is no such thing as a red light on the Hawks now. Let's see. Anything stuck out to you about the Rockets?
1: Um. So, we had all these stories coming into the season about how Clint Capella, like, put on a bunch of muscle, and, I mean, it really showed against the Warriors. He looked way more athletic, and, like, it's not that he's, like, suddenly more agile because he lifted weights. That's not really how lifting weights looks, but a lot of times before, he would put himself in positions and just get, like, completely bumped off course, like like a sailboat, kind of, in a, in a hard wind. But now he's just sturdy, and there was one particular play where he just, it was a pick and roll, and he just rolled straight to the rim and just slammed it down more ferociously than he's ever dunked in the NBA, in my opinion. But the big thing, I think, was P.J. Tucker, like, instantly adds a layer of credibility to the Rockets defense that they didn't have last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, he showed right away all the things that he can do.
1: I just hope that he stays healthy, because he's 33, and he has,
0: like, a history of, um, nagging injuries. PJ Tucker's 33? Uh, I, I believe so. He's not young. That's old as hell. I didn't know he was that old. I was 32, but that's still pretty old. I didn't yeah. know he was that old. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty old, so I'm
1: worried about that, especially when Dan Tony's famous for a short bench like he showed in the opening night game. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't play Nene, um, he didn't play um, Tariq Black at all. Like, ryan anderson and pj tucker both spent time at center which is kind of funny ryan anderson looked like garbage as usual in
0: both games um who's even supposed to be their backup point guard the backup point guard like really the backup point guard? like looking at a positional depth chart i know it's i know it's paul and then there's harden and gordon who's supposed to be the backup point guard um I don't remember which guys they didn't cut, so I can't even tell you.
1: Yeah, It's nobody that you want to play in an NBA game.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's one, I mean, it's it's game one, but that's one concern that I would have is that I don't even know who the other, who the fourth guard is.
1: But the most exciting thing to me is that uh, Eric Gordon, I was talking to this, I was talking about this with Trent earlier today, is that Eric Gordon finally, after so many shitty years, looks like he has confidence in his game again which I think winning Sixth Man of the Year really helped him out with his confidence because he's just looked amazing in the first two games of the season. He's had more than 20 points in both games, and he's done a lot of dribbling stuff and driving to the rim. And if you watched Rockets games last year, Eric Gordon scored almost all of his points on threes. Yeah. Of which he took more than any other player in the NBA last season.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been looking really good. I wonder how that will hold up.
1: Yeah, he like... He drove by Jordan Bell again. Sorry, Jordan. It was a rough debut for you. <laughs> and just like, he didn't lay it in. He just slammed the ball home like it was 2006 or something. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Eric Gordon was in the league in 2006. <laughs> in. I forget what year it is right now. Um, I don't I have no idea how old Eric Gordon is. I assume he, he's like 29.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he got drafted 11 years ago. That sounds a little too old. Let's see, how old is Eric Gordon? He's 28. Oh, okay. So he had to. He was in the 2008 draft. Okay, so 2008. <laughs> but I'm really excited for that. Um, the Harden and Chris
1: Paul thing, it's really early to make a judgment on that. It didn't look particularly good against the Warriors. Yeah,
0: Chris Paul did not have a good game. He
1: had four points, 11 rebounds, and or 11 assists, and like seven rebounds or something, but... It didn't look good. I'll just put it that way. But Chris Paul was limping around the entire game. He and Harden got into, like, a few, like, obvious, like, hey, I want you to run this. No, I want you to... They were, like, doing a lot of hand gestures, and it was really bizarre. I've never seen that. And I think Chris Paul is going to seriously need to chill the fuck out if he's going to make <laughs> it on the Rockets. He's not going to. With, like... Legitimately, on any possession, any one of the guys on the Rockets will just decide to just do whatever they want. Like, sometimes Trevor Reza just catches the ball, and his only idea is to score.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's another concern that we we can talk about later on in the year. But yeah, Chris Paul has no chill, so I wonder how that's going to fit. And it it doesn't help that he's going to miss these two games in a row, um, because
1: it's just going to delay what's happening, and it's just going to further embolden Gordon and Ariza and Tucker and Mute. Like, Harden doesn't need further emboldening. He's going to do whatever he wants regardless. And I think it's up to Chris Paul to, to figure out how to coexist with James Harden. Yeah. Some people are already calling for Chris Paul to get traded, and I've facetiously been suggesting it as well. But I don't think it would be the end of the world if the Rockets decided that this experiment isn't working. But I just don't see how they could possibly replace him with, like, equal value for what they gave up. But yeah, that's let's... obviously premature. Let's see him play a few more games. Um,
0: but he's going to have to
1: chill out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I remember on one old episode of True Hoop with Kevin Arnovitz that Kevin Arnovitz, I don't know if he was saying it or if he was, like, coming up with an analogy that he came up with, or maybe a player told him, but he described Chris Paul as the guy in the backseat of your car whenever you're driving through heavy traffic who's, like, on your ass about where to turn and what lanes to switch okay. into and what exits to take and things like that. And it's so fucking annoying you want to tell him to shut the fuck up. I didn't realize
1: but, until just now that I was Chris Paul.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> there's that, too. And But then again, like, and everyone is so annoyed by him, but then the day that you don't drive with him you realize you don't know how to get to where you want to go i'm glad that i jumped in and said i was chris paul before it sounded like i was
1: complimenting myself so now like
0: oh, the accent. second part isn't you it's just the first part
1: <laughs> and there it is <laughs> this podcast is over <laughs> um yeah so that's enough about the rockets um we're going to talk about the Spurs now, and I want to get two things out of the way really quickly because I watched some of the Spurs game. DeJounte Murray looks like a very nice and quick NBA player, and Marcus Aldridge looked really good yesterday, and it's like physically disgusts me to say, <laughs> so I'm going to let John talk and choke on it for a few minutes while I kill myself thinking about how the Marcus Aldridge Looked way better and like more athletic yesterday than he did all of last season. So <laughs> go ahead, John. I hope Pau Gasol dies tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they played, they've only played one game so far. They played the Wolves last night and it was, um, it ended 107 to 99. Um, no Kawhi, and it looked way better than I thought that it was going to look. I mean, just. Fresh off of the contract, LaMarcus Aldridge just looks way more confident. You can just tell that th- there was... There, there's no way of putting it into tangible uh, data. But it, it just... LaMarcus Aldridge taking the shots that he took last night, he just looks more comfortable. He just looks like he really is taking the shots that he wants now. And, I mean, they're going in. He had 25 and 10, along with four assists and two blocks. Like, he... <sighs> Had a really, really good game. Like,
1: exactly the things that I said he would need to do <laughs> just by his contract, he did. And then... Um, and, uh, just one more thing before you can continue your Spurs love. Um, it, The final score was 107-99. Um, at least the first half of the game did not look that close.
0: Yeah, the no... Spurs the Spurs looks
1: way fucking better than the Wolves.
0: Yeah, for, like, the majority of the game the Spurs were up by, like, 12, and then with, like... With, like, six minutes to go in the fourth, they cut it down to, like... They actually took the lead, and then the Spurs took back the lead and slowly pulled away. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so LaMarcus Aldridge... Way... Just about the perfect kind of game that he could have off of a fresh contract and all this drama that's been going on over the summer. And it, if this first game is any indicator of how the season will go, it'll definitely be a lot better <laughs> than his, his prior years. so... And then they didn't really... I mean obviously they missed Kawhi, but they did a really good job of filling in. Like Danny Green had seven t- I didn't even realize Danny Green had this good of a game until I looked at the scoreboard, but Danny Green had seventeen points. Kyle Anderson had twelve points. Danny Green took a lot of dumbass shots though. <laughs> yeah, he can get pretty wild with it. He l- was living up to the Icy Hot nickname that he was that yeah. he has gotten bestowed upon him. But seventeen points, can't complain about that. Kyle Anderson started in place of Kawhi. He had 12 points. Uh, I'll get to DeJounte Murray in a bit, but first off, we got to talk about how Rudy Gay (laughs) looks like a good player again. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I think that we should couch that carefully.
1: And I think Rudy Gay looked way better than I expected him to, but there were several moments watching Rudy Gay move around where I was like, Rudy... What happened to your athleticism, brother?
0: <laughs> yeah, he it's pretty obvious that he needs more reps. He looks he looks pretty winded. He is definitely not in top physical form. I think no. he'll get better as the season goes on. But and he looked
1: a little tentative, which I understand if you ruptured your Achilles that you would be tentative running around all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even with that, he had fourteen and five, and he was he was picking his shots fairly well. He looked He was, like, running plays that they run for Kawhi. They were posting him up, and he would uh, spin to the baseline and then kick it to the corner three.
1: Yeah, it turns out you can't judge a player's career if they've literally never played for a good team or coach. (laughs) So maybe it's premature to judge how shitty of a basketball player they are when they've only ever played for terrible (laughs) fucking organizations.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so, I mean, he look I I was expecting him to look extremely rusty and it, he still has he still has a ways to go but that was a really good first game yeah Dejounte Murray 16 points five rebounds and he he shot seven of eight from the field and that guy he's he's just like a loose cannon he, he's a feisty <laughs> little dude <man>. he <laughs> is he is it's it's pretty hilarious to watch him play. <laughs> he doesn't
1: play like a Spurs
0: player. Not at all. That's why I love at all. <laughs> That's why I love watching him because he kind of he kind of he kind of reminds me of like mm, How do I put it? Like I, th- I I may have said this earlier, but he definitely does remind me of Tony Parker. If Tony Parker from the beginning was a good defender. Like, DeJounte okay. Murray... DeJounte Murray, he's, like, 6'5 and has a long wingspan. Apparently he has a 7-foot wingspan, which... Like, do you... Can you even
1: be in the NBA <laughs> and not have, like, a way longer wingspan than you're supposed to? <laughs> yeah,
0: that doesn't really... That's not usually the way it goes, but... He definitely has a pretty big wingspan for his size, and... He's still, like, kind of rail-thin, but he he knows where to... He knows how to pick steals, he knows... He, he's super fast, he... Like, had a couple fast break, he had a fast break dunk, fast break layup. Can I say something weird really quick? Yeah. <laughs> John is, like, on the edge of his seat because he knows how,
1: he has no idea how weird I'm going to be right now. <laughs> but every time someone says wingspan and they're
0: talking about a player, I just, like, imagine them
1: with, like, weird wings, <laughs> like, flying around.
0: Yeah, I, that's, that's, like, not inappropriate term at all There's... it
1: makes me laugh every time to just imagine nba players as like giant birds
0: yeah it's it's why not why don't we just say like arm's length or something why does that yeah. to be wingspan <laughs> wingspan <laughs> it's
1: like um they're not they don't suddenly grow wings i don't understand are we outfitting them to be men of war or birds of war <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pigeon boys the pigeon
1: boys this is not always sunny in Philadelphia joke if everyone doesn't get it I'm sorry
0: and um so yeah about the game they I mean that was they looked as good as they could look without Kawhi there they look like they're pretty capable of at least staying at 500 or better than 500 while yeah. Kawhi is out they look like they they're probably of, gonna win 65 games again <laughs> <They> <laughs> just look to fucking troll me like they they didn't look bad. Like I think like, I mean I obviously don't. I obviously w- wish that this won't happen. But like if by some like tragedy that Kawhi had to miss the year, I think that this team would still win like forty five games.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that the only possible way they don't is that their shot making was really good against the Wolves, and the Wolves, it turns out, despite having Tom Thibodeau and now Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson are an awful train wreck of a mess on defense, still.
0: All their young guys still need to learn the intangibles of defense. Like, Carl
1: Anthony Towns looks legitimately lost on defense. It's his third year in the league. I don't understand why he's still making such dumb and rookie mistakes. Like, his feet are always in the wrong spot on help defense. Yeah. Just, he got eaten alive by Aldridge and Gasol.
0: Yeah, and they still need to do something about their outside shooting. For some, for, for some wild, uh, it was it was a pretty out of character game because typically I would just looking at the statue or looking at their roster, I would say that their their best shooters at least from three are Towns and Crawford. And last night, their leading uh, shooter from three point range was Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins shot four for six. Oh wow! Jimmy Butler shot two for three, but then outside of that, the entire team only made two three-pointers. And those one. two
1: guys aren't going to make 67% of their threes.
0: Yeah, outside of Butler and Wiggins, Teague made one three and Nemanja Bialica made one three, and that was it. Can you say Nemanja Bialica again? <laughs> Nemanja Bialica. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> spicy a spicy name, brother. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, they still have a ways to go. Hopefully, Tibbs can figure it out because, I mean, I just – I. This is one reason why, like, I thought it was, I mean, I still recognize how they may turn it around and can really compete against the Spurs in the playoffs. Like, your prediction? Oh, uh, no, I already
1: regret that prediction.
0: <laughs> like, I could, I could theoretically see them getting it together over the course of the year and being a good defensive team by the time the playoffs come around, but these guys are still really young. I feel like they still need one more year to really, like, understand is it, defense.
1: Is Butler a free agent
0: after the season? No, he has, like, two more years, I think. Oh, okay. One like he's de- he's definitely locked up for next year. I don't okay. know, I don't know if it's one or two more years after that. Okay,
1: okay, so they have a little bit of time. Um,
0: do we want to go? You got any more Spurs stuff? Um, I just wanted to say uh, I won't get too far into this because it wasn't anything. Uh, it it drew attention, but it wasn't controversial in any way. But the Spurs. Apparently the Spurs and the Mavs tried to address the National Anthem slash racial injustice protesting going on uh-huh. in their own ways, and apparently the Spurs did a pretty good job of it, and the Mavs completely missed the mark on it. Yeah,
1: they played, like, some Love America video, right? The Mavs did.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, like, <laughs> I, I I didn't see the video my, myself, but I've read that it was, like, uh, like an animation of a flag, and, like... There was a voice coming out of it or something like that. There was like caption, I think, or something like that. It was supposed to be like a personified flag and like talking about like the meaning of like being an American mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Basically, it, it it was it was just a it was just an empty, hollow response to everything going on. It was just like let's just love each other and be Americans and like yeah. respect the anthem, blah blah blah. It 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 completely did not address the, the actual issue yeah it didn't address the issue at all and um the spurs meanwhile they played the anthem and then after that uh they shifted attention to the big screen up top and there was like a few paragraphs written out in a series of slides that said that um here let me see i'll just i'll just read it real quick it's a few paragraphs but i'll try to, i'll try to read it fast it says there are things happening in our communities that need our attention. We understand your desire to attend our games as an escape and chosen form of entertainment, and that we feel there is significant commonality in all of us that allow our community to be so special. That commonality should include aspirations for social justice, freedom of speech in its many forms, and equal opportunity for education and economic advancement regardless of race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation or religion. It is our hope that we can as a community inspire and invoke real change We ask that you join us in your daily lives in the pursuit of equality. And in that, we honor our country by exercising demands for what this great nation has promised and what our military continues to fight for.
1: I think that, as usual, that the Spurs got that just, like, pitch perfect. And as usual, the Mavericks and everything associated with Mark Cuban, I just want to say two words, keep it.
0: And um, I was listening earlier to the new espn podcast series the who collective and it had uh michael wright who is the espn reporter for the spurs and apparently uh this move to put that up on the screen was actually heavily driven by the players because even in san antonio i mean nationwide uh there have been people who have loved pop for being so outspoken and there have also been people who have hated pop for being so outspoken uh, typical stick to sports kind of people. And apparently, that's even happened quite a bit in San Antonio. There have been a lot of people who have, in San Antonio, apparently, who have been disappointed in the way Pop has been outspoken about Trump. And the players, they did this in a sign, in a, in a weird way. That's like, it's completely <laughs> different from what you would expect with Pop being the white guy. All the players wanted to do this as a sign of solidarity with Pop.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that's the kind of um, faithfulness that he engenders just by by being so cognizant of these issues and his own role in them yeah. and what the responsibilities are of white people and people in power in general. Um, and San Antonio is like, a shithole town full of racists, much like every other town
0: in America. <laughs> and um, one thing, too, I, I read I the players themselves, I don't know how many players actually posted the same message. I got this from Manoj Nobly's Twitter account. And he had a really, really smart way of explaining why they did that. And he feels that they are they're in a position, they need to be willing to more people need to be willing to do that especially in the sports community he went on to explain i think in a post-game interview that um it's sports the sports community needs to embrace this kind of conversation more because this is the place where both sides are united uh republicans you know typical like stereotypical republicans are watching fox and uh democrats um what do even Democrats watch? I don't even I
1: mean, they don't get all of their news from television because yeah. they're young and can read.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to get... I wasn't trying to make a statement like that, but I mean, I don't, I don't know, Republicans read Fox and I don't know, Democrats read what? Like Think Progress or something like that. But uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh...
1: SNBC is the answer you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they watch Rachel Maddow.
0: <laughs> and Manu Ginobili's point was that in the sports realm it doesn't matter what you are because people will flock to sports and that's why they need to bring the conversation like outside of sports people have their specific shows and websites they watch and this is the one thing that they can't pick a side on like if yeah. like you there's there there are democrats who love NBA there're republicans who love the NBA they can't there's no way to pick a side in that they both are a part they're both a part of the NBA fanhood there's yeah. no way to avoid it, so like it's up to the players to speak more about it because this is this is the community where they can reach both sides.
1: Yeah, I think that's very well said. Um, <laughs> I was trying to segue <laughs> into a joke about my favorite thing to joke about. Um, <laughs> uh, we got some odds and ends news for the rest of the first week of action. And the thing that I wanted to make a gotta hear both sides joke about, um, about
0: Chandler Parsons
1: got booed
0: by the Grizzlies'
1: own fans in the opening game.
0: Yeah, speaking speaking of boos, like Colin Kaepernick, who started this whole thing, Chandler Parsons got booed, and it wasn't even about racial injustice at all. It was just about him fucking sucking. Yeah, so Chandler Parsons actually
1: played... Uh, yesterday, as in Wednesday, for the Grizzlies, and he got fouled early in the game, and missed both free throws, and the fans started booing him, and then later on, he got fouled again, and, uh, he made the first free throw, and Marcus Saul and David Fisdell, the coach, and everyone was trying to, like, encourage the crowd to, like, cheer him on, yeah. and then he missed the second free throw, and they just booed him some more.
0: That feels way, way worse, (laughs) having your teammates having to, like, rally the fans for you. (laughs) And then (laughs) after
1: the game, he was interviewed, and he, like, made it really bad, and he said, like, how it was out of line for the fans to boo him, and it was tacky, and it was a bad look. And as usual, with his completely tone-deaf, stupid ass, misogynistic ass... Chandler Parsons is in the wrong, and the fans are in the right to boo him because they pay him a shitload of money and he's played almost no games for them.
0: Yeah, he said something like, <laughs> "If that's the way it's going to be, I'm going to have to treat home games like road games." Now, yeah, or which like, like, like
1: that. whoop! Yeah, he Keep tone deaf early in the season, y'all.
0: He played 15 minutes and had six points uh, and four rebounds. He shot he only, he only took two shots and he made them both, but from the free throw line, he was one out of five. <laughs> How are you gonna be one out of five from the free throw line? Yeah, was he's never was he ever like a seriously bad? No, I mean he's a good shooter?
1: shooter. I don't really understand.
0: Last year he shot eight. Well, last year he actually shot way better. Uh, he shot eighty-one percent last year, and before that he had like up and down years between sixty-eight and seventy-four <laughs> percent. And then shooting one for five—that's <laughs> that's not trending in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Um, So that was one of the funnier things that happened Um, I was just checking on the scores For tonight And the Knicks are down by 11 To the Thunder at halftime No surprises there And uh This will also not surprise anyone The new big three of the Thunder Have scored 44 of their 53 points In the first half Um and They have combined In the first half to take 35 shots Nice And Carmelo and Paul George are not shooting the ball well. Paul George took nine threes in the first half and only (laughs) made three of them. Carmelo's two for seven from three. So the most efficient player for the Thunder in the first half is actually Russell Westbrook,
0: who shot 50%. Everyone is just everyone's just going crazy trying to get their shot up. It's like they all had their, their Count Chocula before the game. They're, all, they're, on, a, they're on a sugar hype right It's, now. Uh, it's
1: actually pronounced Coach Chocula. <laughs> Billy Donovan looks like a, a serial vampire. Um, uh, Chris Haps Porzingis is eating in this first half of this game. He's got 19 and 9 in the first half because he's the guy. And he also had what's probably the highlight of the next season. Um, Carmelo tried to drive by him to lay the ball and and, uh, Kristaps slapped his shit like he was a 10th grader playing yeah, he with a bunch of middle school kids. Just straight swatted. <laughs> they were, like, two feet below the rim when Kristaps blocked the layup. <laughs> he, like, blocked it out of his hand. It was very disrespectful. <laughs> Which okay. might have something to do with why the Thunder have chucked more threes in the first half than they probably averaged per game.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, do they play anymore before we record again on Sunday? Um, the Thunder? I assume they do. Uh, yeah. give me one hot minute. Let me that. see. But yeah, I was just gonna say that that would be, that we'll have a better recap of how the Thunder are doing on Sunday. Yeah. And, um, let's see some other quick news that we had. Uh, Draymond. Play
1: the Jazz Saturday
0: now. Jazz Saturday, okay. Uh, Draymond Green. Left the Rockets game, yep. with a left knee injury. He had an MRI come back negative. They don't know if he's going to play Friday night against the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jazz beat the Nuggets. Uh, Just to
1: throw kinks in all of our plans, <laughs> all of our predictions. Jokic yeah, looked I, terrible,
0: and the Jazz won a game with their offense. <laughs> I mean, I lo- I like Utah. I wonder if they can get it together. I to... I think
1: it depends on if Ricky Rubio and Rudy Gobert stay healthy.
0: Yeah, they need yeah, they need their guys to to stay healthy in order for them to have any shot at the playoffs. I don't apparently like I don't know if it's nerves or like uh apparently Rodney Hood like before the game started uh he was slated there, there wasn't anything wrong with him. He was slated to be in the starting lineup. He was announced in the starting lineup right before the game. And then Donovan Mitchell started in his place, and they said it was, like, some, like, gastric issues or whatever, which basically... Oh, uh, dude, he shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, which basically means that he was feeling queasy, and that's why he didn't play as much.
1: Um, the big story of that game was that the, uh, the Jazz outscored the, the Nuggets 28-13 in the fourth quarter. God damn! So they, they were down five going into the fourth, and they won by ten. That's wild. Yeah, it was a bad game for the Nuggets, of course, but you know that happens when you're the Nuggets. Will Barton was their leading scorer, which I think anytime <laughs> you say that this season, I can guarantee you for the rest of the season, John, that if Will Barton is the leading scorer for the Nuggets, they lost that game.
0: He's gonna he's gonna see a pretty big pay raise though over the summer. So. Absolutely. Um, Chicago- Somehow
1: they also let Alec Burks score 16 points in 15 minutes in that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently he looked a lot better. I d- I haven't been able to watch that game. I never remember yet. if
1: he's Alec Burks or Trey Burke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, yeah, Alec Burks is the good one. <laughs> yeah.
1: They had Burke and Burks for like 4 years.
0: Yeah, Trey Burke, I don't even know if he's in the league right now. <laughs> I think he plays for the Wizards right now. I thought he got cut. Did he get cut? He might have gotten cut.
1: Uh later on tonight, but way after we're done recording, the great savior of the NBA, Lonzo Ball will make his debut. we we're very sour on Lonzo Ball at this point.
0: We just we just don't want to talk about him anymore.
1: <laughs> I hope that he's just mediocre so we don't have to talk about him very
0: much. Yeah, we really hope that he's average. I mean, I don't want him to have a bad career, but I want him to be average so that way the hype at least dies down for the rest of the season because I don't feel like talking about Lonzo Ball all year long.
1: The only other interesting thing that I can really think of that's happened so far is the Pelicans lost to the Grizzlies by 12 they got held to 91 points, which means grit and grind may not be dead after all. Its demise was premature, and in this game, Anthony Davis had 33-18, and 18, and Boogie Cousins had 29-10, and 10. and everyone else literally spread their ass cheeks and shit all over the floor. Including the new Max man, Drew Holiday, who finished with 4, 6, and fucking 4 points. In like 40 minutes, I think that was. <laughs> In 38 minutes, he scored 4 points for $27 million this year.
0: I mean, I think this... Tell I think with lines like this, this is exactly why the Pelicans thing isn't going to work out. Yeah. And also, I think this is exactly why they need to trade DeMarcus Cousins. Because he's still... They, He's got it, value. It sucks because I think that Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins can work together, but yeah. not with those pieces around him. But they just can't get better. So I think not they when have your
1: t- fourth best player right now is Dante Cunningham.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think right, and he's going to be a free agent. So I, 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 guess right now all you can hope for is that he continues playing like this, and then you have, and then you're able to flip him for a ton of assets at the trade deadline. Yeah. Those two guys had to take
1: forty-four shots in this game, and they still only scored ninety-one points.
0: Yeah, they have nobody. It's
1: like Etwan Moore was the third leading scorer for them at eleven points.
0: Yeah, that's not going to work. Etwan Moore should <laughs> never, be, <laughs> yeah, he should never be among your leading scorers. It's a, it's among one of the sadder
1: box scores I've ever seen. Because <laughs> ninety-one points on opening night and your two guys that you're counting on for everything literally give you everything and you lose by 12 to a team to the grizzlies who third best starting player is to green who got injured in yeah the first half of that game
0: yeah the grizzlies who <laughs> lost three good rotation players over the summer who are playing chandler parsons and lost to michael green and they still yeah win.
1: um the Grizzlies rookie Dylan Brooks had 19 points in his debut. I don't even I don't know what even know that know that where the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I clicked on I saw D Brooks. <gasps> Brooks' score was 19 in his debut, and I was like, Aaron Brooks? <laughs> is Aaron Brooks back on the Grizzlies? Yeah, that's. I, I don't
0: even know what to think of that.
1: No. Um, Tyreek Evans did play, though. Twenty oh, yeah. minutes, had eleven points and five rebounds. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's a good sign for the Grizzlies future. And I so, like Tyreek
0: Evans. I hope he gets better. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was so great early in his career and then he just He was fun. Yeah, so hopefully the Grizzlies can be good. Um it looks like an early death knell for the Pelican season if they can those two guys can play like as well as they possibly can and they still lose by twelve to a bad team or mm-hmm. like a mediocre team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So three of the teams that I was high on the Timberwolves, Nuggets, and uh, Pelicans. I wasn't as high on the Pelicans, but they all got dusted. And a team that I wasn't high on, the Trailblazers, beat the, <laughs> beat the Suns by forty-eight
0: points. Yeah, I think that says more about the Suns. <laughs> Definitely says more
1: about the Suns. But I think I saw. I, saw, I thought a, it was a misprint this morning. No nope. score.
0: I saw a tweet that was that said um, since. The Bulls are probably the worst team in the league, and the Suns aren't that far behind them. <laughs> the, the, I saw a tweet that said the Suns saw that the Bulls were sending each other to the hospital, and they had to respond somehow. <laughs> That's... So <frustrating. laughs> but, um... Uh. Okay, so... <laughs> aside from game scores that only look like that could happen in 2K. Yeah. That's <laughs> some other video game-related news. I'll, um, oh, oh. <laughs>
1: John didn't want this to be on the podcast, but I, I convinced him. Um. So, the League of Legends uh, North American League Championship Series, it's the professional League of Legends league in America. All you need to know is that this year, this coming season, they're going to have franchises instead of just teams, and... Previously, the 76ers owned a team, Rick Fox owned a team, and some other NBA-related stuff was going on, but now, Rick Fox's team, along with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Golden State Warriors, and we found out a few minutes before the podcast, the Houston Rockets, all paid $13 million to have a team in the inaugural franchise system for League of Legends, which makes me personally happy. Um, I think it's hilarious that the Warriors and Cavs get to grapple on some new territory. And the Cavs hired a guy who's a diehard Wizards fan, or a Warriors fan, to run their team. Which is just like a really hilarious coincidence. He probably didn't (laughs) tell them that in the interview. But um, that's cool. It's the NBA money. NBA owners usually put their money in smart places, so it's not surprising. Uh, What is funny is that the team that the 76ers owned was not approved. by riot games to have one of the franchises they said that their uh their team infrastructure was too poor and they didn't properly um invest in the team which trust the process and riot games was like no we're not going to trust the process you're denied we're going to take the rockets instead
0: how does one screw that up i don't understand how they
1: (laughs) (laughs) they had a team that was young and exciting and getting better and the league was like no fuck you we don't
0: want your money (laughs) <laughs> so then what happens to those guys? Do they just uh, those, don't play anymore? Or? No, those,
1: the players will be free agents, and okay. the 76ers will get money, like as compensation for being turned down. Like they'll get part of the pay-in money that the other teams pay. Uh-huh. And so those guys will probably just be on like the Cavs or Warriors or Rockets teams. Um, last thing we want to speculate is those teams can't be named after their NBA teams because of some weird Byzantine NBA rule, which requires any subsidiary of the organizations to not be named the same. Yeah. Um, so, what related names do you think that they're going to choose?
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. I was trying to think of funny names. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, for the Warriors, the only thing that came in mind was the Bravehearts. For some reason. <laughs> Just, oh my god. I was just trying to think of like fictional, like warrior like characters. Okay. And the first thing that came to mind was Braveheart. John loves Mel Gibson. I do not. I don't even know why I
1: thought of that. Um, so I think that'll be kind of funny to see and like see what kind of cross promotional stuff they do. Uh, Rick Fox's uh, League of Legends team has been the eighth place out of ten team four years in a row. Oh, yeah. Probably because he named them Echo Fox. <laughs> Echo Fox? That's. <laughs> they're lame. really fucking bad. And so I'm glad that they see it to stick around in ad infinitum because it's a franchise now, so they're not going anywhere. They're instantly the Jacksonville Jaguars of the first League of Legends franchise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so sad.
1: But, uh, Let's any see. other things we want to hit before we
0: get out of here? Let's see. Uh,. With the Cavs, I immediately thought of other names. Okay, what do you got? The Cavs, I mean, I thought it sounded kind of cool, but it's also pretty dorky. And it's also something I remember from Yu-Gi-Oh back whenever I played in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> which is... If you're still listening right now, <laughs> just know that you
1: are a true fan. And if you send us your email address, we will send you some D V R podcast
0: swag. <laughs> uh, for the Cavs, I thought of The Shield and Sword. Okay. I don't, I don't know. The shield cool. and sword, that's yeah. cool. Okay. And then, like for, that. and then for the Rockets I just tried to think of like some like imitation name. <laughs> and so I thought for the Rockets they could just be called the planes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought it went
1: for the Rockets. Um, if you watch the show of the League. Um, yeah. you're a sexist, but also you're probably fun easy. Um They could be, since Tillman Fertitta just bought the Rockets and he owns Landry's, which is a Cajun restaurant chain, uh-huh. the crawdad man! <laughs> <laughs> which would work because Houston has a lot of crawfish. The, uh, the crawdad man <laughs>
0: <Hopefully, I hope laughs> will they...
1: win all the video games, yo.
0: I hope they don't ever shit themselves like they had Yobagoya. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yobagoya. <laughs> um... We're going to try and make (laughs) stickers and stuff soon, so if you guys want any of that, just hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Um, John needs to tweet more from our official account. (laughs) It's been now 17 days since someone's tweeted from it. I lost the login information when I switched to a Samsung phone. God damn it. (laughs) Anywho, we'll be back with another episode that'll probably be posted Sunday, since this one's going to probably go up on Friday. Yeah. It'll be Sunday or Monday.
0: Yeah, we'll have more about how the Rockets and Spurs are looking. We'll give you a detailed experience of the Toyota Center and the Houston Rockets. First home game, hopefully, with Chris Paul. Yeah, we're going to get some barbecue. We're going to get some corn dogs. It's going to be lit. All right, so that does it for us. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Chuck it.